Hello and welcome to Braveheart Conversations, where we learn the art of love through brave and compassionate conversations. I am Jillian Landis, and I'm Marie Wallace, and we are your hosts today. Hey everybody, welcome to Braveheart Conversations. I am Jillian Aurora, and I'm here today with Marie Wallace. Hi. Good morning, everyone. Um, Thank you for joining us today from whatever platform you're on. We do these lives once a week on Thursdays. Um, so if you'd like to join us on uh, Facebook Live, you can find us at facebook.com slash group slash Braveheart Conversations. You can also find us on Podbean and Spotify. So welcome wherever you're listening from. Today we have actually a really heavy topic. It is. It's um, very that, heavy. That we want to address. And um, so I want to warn everyone now, you know, trigger warning, um, we're going to talk about some pretty violent things. And I do think it's necessary to address this. This is a really important topic. Um, it's really been on my heart recently to do more and more research in gender violence. And um, so I guess this is a little slice of what I've been studying of a very important topic. It just, these are conversations, that's why we call it Braveheart Conversations, that we really need to start having. I agree. I agree. It's super important. So this morning, what I want to talk about, there was a, a line in a book that I was reading that really struck me, and it was colluding with a batterer and what we do to perpetuate the cycle of violence. Even though we ourselves may not be violent people, we may see the other gender as an equal, we may treat people with respect and see everyone's humanity equally, but sometimes our behavior supports those who are very misogynistic. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I want to talk about today is that we support through media, what, what we consume, whether that's music or movies, Books. Um, the way that we respond when someone does come out with, um, abuse or harm that has happened to them, how we support women who leave relationships that have been really damaging, the way that we believe people or don't believe people, all of this stuff. I want to bring it, bring it up, bring it to the light. So um, again, warning now, if this is triggering to you, this may not be um, the podcast for you to listen to. Um, if you can tolerate it, I, I really highly suggest that you do, even though I know this is a heavy and dark topic. It is something that, you know, my, my really part... needs to attention. My part on this planet is to be a shadow worker. I bring light to places that are shadowy and dark so that they can heal. Mm -hmm. um, and this is one of those places. So um, I want to start with actually a, a really graphic reading. And... Um, this is to make a point. So uh, there are lots of rappers Examples. and artists and people out there who have um, really violent lyrics that are are normalized and accepted. Um, and one of those people, a big name person, is Eminem. And so I'm going to read some of his lyrics because they're very well known. 
and um, he's frequently an artist that people decide to listen to despite being openly and giving more awards to and yeah he's he's very well decorated and and commonly known as one of the most um, talented rappers out Mm -hmm. there so I do um, I do share this knowing this is very very graphic and violent so here we go I'm only gonna share uh, parts of this Um, I'll share the beginning and the end Uh, don't make me wake this baby she don't need to see what I'm about to do quit crying bitch why do you always make me shout at you how could you just leave me and love him out of the blue oh what's the matter Kim am I too loud for you too bad bitch you're finally gonna hear me out this time at first I'm like all right you want to throw me out that's fine but not for you to take my place are you out of your mind not for him to take my place are you out of my your mind this couch this tv this whole damn house is mine and then i will read the ending um metal's pretty rough too yeah it is all of it you see it all makes sense doesn't it you and your husband have a fight one of you tries to grab a knife and during the struggle he accidentally gets his adam apple sliced and while this is going on his son just woke up and he just walks in she panics and he gets his throat cut oh my god so now they're both dead and you slash your own throat So now it's double homicide and suicide with no note. I should have known better when you started to act weird. We could have, hey, where are you going? Get back here. You can't run from me, Kim. It's just us, nobody else. You're only making this harder on yourself. Ha ha, gotcha. Ha, go ahead, yell. Here, I'll scream with you. Ah, somebody help. Don't you get it, bitch? No one can hear you. See, it all makes sense, doesn't it? You and your husband have a fight. One of you tries to grab a knife, and during the struggle, he accidentally gets his Adam apple sliced. And while this is going on, his son just woke up, and he just walks in. She panics and gets his throat, and he gets his throat cut. Oh my God! So now they're both dead, and you slash your own throat. So now it's double homicide and suicide with no note. I should have known better when you started to act weird. We could have. Hey, where are you going? Get back here. You can't run from me, Kim. It's just us, nobody else. You're going to make this harder on yourself. Ha ha, gotcha. Ha, go ahead, yell. Here, I'll scream with you. Ah, somebody help. Don't you get it, bitch? No one can hear you. Now shut the fuck up and get what's coming to you. You were supposed to love me. Kim choking. Now bleed, bitch, bleed, bleed, bitch, bleed. Wow, that's a really rough. <laughs> yeah, um, that's one of his more graphic songs, but there's many, many, many more like it that he's mm-hmm. done and and the other artists have done as well. And like you said, in the movies, it's just it's very prevalent. Yeah, um, and and I've talked to a lot of a lot of people who are okay with listening to that because they see it as art. And they see it as something that is just an outside perspective. It's not something that people are actually acting out. However, 
you know, when we claim to joke about something or make light of something that's actually happening, because double homicide suicides do happen. Yeah, they do. Um, in fact, familicide is on the rise. You know, that's, that's actually a crime that's happening more frequently, not less frequently. And um, so we really get to take a look at, at this violence and we get to see how... What our part is. Our part, our toleration of these things is, um, it is a betrayal to the women who are experiencing these things, these violences. Um, so that's, that's one way that seems extreme when I read it. And yet, you know, how many of us, if we're honest, do and have listened to Eminem or similar artists, um, and, and consume media that, um, makes light of or makes fun of violence towards women. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in addition to media, you know, there's also other ways that we downplay. I think minimization is a huge thing. We downplay violence. We downplay the problem. We neutralize it. Um, I think it even starts from first allowing that disrespect towards any human, right? Whether it's name calling or any kind of, um, even towards the end there, like bleed bitch, be, that just kind of really hit me hard. It's just whenever we start allowing those small things, it, it, it goes fast, it tumbles fast. Yeah. And it's very dishonoring. And But more than that, it's just like you said, dehumanizing mm -hmm. people. And yeah. Well, and some of, some of these concepts that you hear laced into the song, I want to talk about too. So there's a lot of ownership happening here. You know, he talks uh, in the song about her cheating on him and that this woman is only his and she's going to get what's coming to her. And that's this this constant um, theme. Almost like she deserved it and she didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is a really co very common theme in um, domestic violence in general is that she got what was coming to her because of whatever behavior she did. And it's a really extreme um, conclusion to make that if you cheat, then you need to die. Um, or if you didn't wear that outfit, you wouldn't get raped. Or if you weren't mm -hmm. in the wrong place at the wrong time, then you wouldn't have gotten, you know, assaulted. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is another, another way that we can collude with a batterer if if someone comes forward, it takes an immense amount of courage to make any kind of accusation, especially one that's very vulnerable, that's sexual or intimate. Um, that That's really difficult to come forward. And yes, everyone gets a presumption of innocence. And, and I think we all agree that that needs to be in place. Sure. I also think um, it makes a big difference if someone who has been victimized is constantly under the microscope for things that are irrelevant, like, you know, were you, why were you drinking mm -hmm. or why were you wearing that? Or why were you on that end of town? Well, the violence is perpetuated and the disgrace mm -hmm. is perpetuated and pretty soon they don't want to say something because the consequence is just re 
victimizing them again and re causing new pain and yeah yeah emotional terror I think sometimes the other thing we do to perpetuate this cycle of violence is we see it as as an isolated problem so in one way we do this by saying domestic violence is a women's issue yeah um, women's rights is a women's issue and even more narrow than that it's a battered woman's issue mm -hmm. and we make them not part of the collective when we do that when in actuality violence against women is yes women are the victims of it but they it's not a women's issue because men are the ones doing the violence mm -hmm. Do you know that one out of every three women will be beaten, raped, or killed in her lifetime around the world? Yeah. It's a really huge issue. It's And there's not... three of us in this room. Yep. That's that brings it to reality. Yeah. It's it's not a small problem and it's not a women's problem. Women are generally the victim of it. About eighty five percent of all violence intimate partner violence is is done by men to women about 15 percent is women um, doing the violence so this you know we we don't like to talk about it as a gendered problem um, and I think a lot of us are very cautious because we don't want to be labeled as feminists we don't want to be labeled as man haters but these are facts they're mm -hmm. not you know I want what's best for our whole culture. We all really want what's best for the collective. We don't want, um, I don't hate men. No, me either. I love men. I love them dearly and I know some really great men. We and we both, know very many honoring men yes. too, just so that you know. I know mm -hmm. tons of honoring men. But it is an issue that needs to get out so that we can do something about it. If it's hush-hushed and it doesn't get out, we just... There, we can't start on the solutions. Exactly. And um, I, I think there's there's a bit of like betrayal that comes up in me. Yeah. If, for example, I know of a man who's very honoring, but he's quick to defend someone like Eminem, which we read the, the lyrics to Kim. Um, if you're not familiar with the song, please look it up. Even if you are, look it up and see it with a, a new light. Um, but very, very, very violent. Yeah, caution. It's very violent. It's, I mean, it talks about um, very a double homicide, him killing his son, or her yeah, lover son and, and her lover's son. I guess it was the um, her partner, her the one she's cheating with, her and his son. Yeah, yeah. and then himself. So um, it's a super violent song. Um, but we use that example as many, many other there songs out there. There are so many songs that, that are very equally... Very disturbing. Um, very blatantly misogynistic and portrayed as art. Portrayed as a joke. Portrayed as just a... Um, just making light of some really big... Um, violent things that that are genuinely happening and I think some people don't see their part in it when they're just listening and they don't see that they are part of the collusion mm -hmm. so I'm just listening to a song and it has this catchy beat or it has this I don't know something that inspires me to move or whatever it is and they don't view their part in it or their responsibility 
in that. I mean, we're giving hundreds and thousands and millions of dollars to people mm -hmm. who are downgrading our society and yeah. well and as women too you know 53% of M&M's audience is women which kind of hurts my heart a little yeah because as women we have been so conditioned to accept this violence that it's it doesn't um, it's just the way it is yeah and um, it's 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 sad. Or it's, it's normalized. It's heavy. It's so mm -hmm. heavy. Um, it is very normalized, and and it perpetuates this idea that men have the perception that women want the tough guy. Women want the guy that's gonna be abusive, and um, almost makes it an entitlement. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's an interesting thought I haven't had. Yeah, so I think this is a both men and women issue that we get to we get to talk about and own what we can do to improve this. Like, um, not all of us as women are experiencing violence, and certainly not all men are being violent. But um, we do get to see how we are contributing to either women being silent men continuing violence and not feeling that it's that bad yeah um you know th that's how we as a collective can really make a difference and um so you know i i've heard from women or men primarily like how can we how can we help as women become mm -hmm. empowered how can we help and this is a big thing like stop consuming things that are degrading to women or openly misogynistic stop doing that or if you hear that conversation of someone degrading a woman mm -hmm. or I mean usually it's, we're back to that but it's just if you hear that conversation or those um, difficult jokes you know because there is a joke that goes around why why did, um, oh, I, I won't be able to do it justice, but there's jokes out there that are very violent as well as she deserved it. And, and you're going, yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like, we don't stop those conversations from happening because we're afraid to disrupt or, um, yeah, someone won't like us. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that there's a lot of, um, conditioning just socially that we don't want to we don't want to make waves or ripples make the waves because that is so huge in like letting a, a man know no actually that's not funny that's not going to work like that's yeah that's old thinking just like racism you know we don't accept racist jokes they're not funny and um and we get to call them out and it's the same thing with with these sexist jokes or sexist um comments they're not funny and they're not funny the the other way around either no. i don't i i hate it when i hear someone talking about men in a way that's demeaning yeah. like you can't expect anything more of a man than for him yeah. to be um violent or just think with his dick or yeah. like they're just stupid pigs that like they're uncontrollable animals like there's all of these icky ideas around men that I think we really get to toss out like no men are capable of just as much um as women emotionally like mm -hmm. they are very emotionally intelligent they are not simple-minded um and there's not the 
boys will be boys or men will be men thing either. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they are capable of being mm -hmm. human beings that all of us get to treat each other with kindness and mm -hmm. respect and honor and we go back to that a lot. Mm -hmm. We all want to be treated well. Absolutely, we all deserve to be treated we all deserve to be. with human dignity, human rights. Like we all, we all get that. Are we? Are we different? Absolutely, we're all very different. Um, we're different as human beings, not just as different sexes, different genders. But, um, but I do think we get to take more ownership in the collective, in the collective way that we influence this problem or, or stand silent. Um, so by watching what you consume and also like being deliberately um, uh, educated, mm -hmm. seek out the information. A lot of men especially say, well, this isn't my issue because it's a women's issue, so I don't need to be informed. Mm -hmm. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. That's such a lie because um, this is a collective human issue. This is not just a women's issue. If the men are the ones overwhelmingly doing the violence, this is a men's issue mm -hmm. to heal. And if the overwhelming amount of people being abused and violated are women, it's also a women's issue. It mm -hmm. is a collective human issue and we all get to address it. We all get to be aware of it and we all get to change it. Mm -hmm. So part of it is speaking up when you see it happening. So you know, if I hear a woman speak of a man as he can, his only ability is to be simple-minded and mm. piggish, like, I get to address that. Just like if a man talks about a woman being manipulative or being... A bitch, uh, even. Yeah. yeah. Or being an object, like, that gets to be called on the carpet. And sometimes just knowing the red flags... I mean, after reading a lot of literature, I feel like I have a much better understanding of the red flags to look mm -hmm. for in domestic um, violent situations or like intimate partner violent situations. Sometimes it's just as simple as being that role model. I mean, um, just going back to the men, those men that are really great quality mm -hmm. people who are honoring of women being out there saying things and and being that role model is very helpful for others to go, oh, oh, that's why, yeah, that's what I deserve to be, that kind of person. I think it raises people's standards to see someone out there who is willing to challenge status quo, who is willing to um, rock the boat a little bit when those jokes are done and say, hey, you've gone too far. It doesn't have to be a big altercation. It's just like, you know... Yeah, that's not cool. I, I've seen Joe do that a few times where he's like, yeah, that's really not cool. Let's mm -hmm. not do that. So it doesn't have to be a big thing or mm -hmm. a... Because we're still being honoring and respecting even... Because some people just don't even... Yeah. They're not even aware of some of the stuff coming out of that. That doesn't excuse it. Mm -hmm. It just means someone has never brought it to their attention that that could be... Yeah. Because I think even the racism started out that way. We... Um, I heard someone just a couple of days ago go, I, I used the word Jewing down, and I never realized that that was something that was a racist remark, only because it had never been brought to her awareness. And now that it's brought to her awareness, now mm -hmm. there's a responsibility. And same thing with, you know, gender, gen gender 
abuse. Violence. Violence. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You know, I think, um, I think being honest and lovingly honest. Lovingly honest. You know, so when we see things like a song, and in some ways I'm grateful for Eminem being so belligerent, so mm -hmm. we get to talk about this and, and we get to have an honest conversation about the misogyny, misogyny that is um, overtly apparent. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some of the themes in that song, you know, where he says, um, I love you, or I hate you, I hate you, I love you. You know, there's this, there's this idea that she makes me so angry because I love her. Hmm. Or I can't. That's not love, you uh -uh. guys. That's not love. No, it's ownership. It's this idea that nobody else can love her but me. Um, no one else can have her but me. No one else yeah. can have her. Yeah. Um, it's this ownership, and then that creates this cycle of violence that, um, and I've even experienced this myself. Well, if you dress in a certain way that this guy looks at you, just know I'm not going to be able to hinder myself from beating this person up for looking at you. You know, there's, there is. Yeah, a, there you go. That's twisted. <laughs> yeah, there's a conditioning of men in general that it's just part of their nature to be violent and that is the way that they handle issues and that is a manly way to be i'm protecting you mm-hmm yeah and it's ownership because you're mine nobody else can look at you mm -hmm. so just know i'm going to be violent if somebody else looks at you and it's this very a condoning fear. behavior too mm-hmm yeah so pick up on those things pick mm -hmm. up on those those little indicators that um there's there's some ownership going on and be willing to challenge that hey you know um you're perceiving that as love but that really strikes more as ownership and um just the reminders that we don't own people we don't we don't own our partners men or female no um and um so i think I think further education of what is love and being being willing to be open and curious to curious is a big one and having those conversations even at home because changing the world starts with those home conversations mm -hmm. having being willing to challenge statements that are said and um, because even as you know Joe and I have been together 25 years and we still each say some things that we have to stop each other and go, you know, I'd really like to challenge that statement. Mm -hmm. And it's not in a, it's a very, in a very respectful way. And, and we sit down and have a conversation. So if you're willing to have that conversation right here at home, then it can, it mm -hmm. can make a difference out into the world. I always mm -hmm. believe that it starts at home and then it ripples to your community. And that's how those big things start. Yeah. Someone was willing to challenge at a smaller level, and then it just yeah, becomes a bigger thing where we're more aware of what we say and how we say it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And challenge it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what are some other ways that we can support the cycle of violence ending? Um, I think um, you hinted at it at the beginning where. Um, that person, let's say a, a woman is willing to come out and, and say that she's been abused and social media attacks. Mm. I've seen some, some women get attacked, uh, very violently on social media, said that they deserved it. Um, 
because of their gender or I've seen it because of race as well. But it, social media can be mm-hmm. where people jump in on the bag wagon and they're just saying things that are just word vomit and in no way respectful or even honoring or listening. Mm-hmm. You don't know that person's life and you don't you don't really know the whole situation so how can you make a comment like that if you don't even know what's going on that brings up actually another another point for me which is very often the perception is that men who are beating women are these monsters yeah and that you can spot them they're mean people they're nobody likes them and that's actually very very far from the truth the men that beat women are often well liked they often have Great Low self-esteem. Or, you know, like they they are all across the spectrum. Mm-hmm. They can come across as, you know, the, the most um, well-liked, gregarious people, um, successful. They are doctors, lawyers. They, they just are... may not know how to manage their anger. Mm-hmm. They may not know how to manage their feelings or emotions. Because if you think about that, they've been held in for a really long time. Well, so they haven't even... So yeah. I would actually challenge that. Okay. Um, uh, the the literature that I've read so far, actually, um, therapy is shown to be not a good treatment for oh, I agree with that. Um, abusiveness because what happens is they are given more credibility to their feelings, but it's not a feelings problem. It's a thinking error. Um, abusiveness goes back to the, the root thinking error that is entitlement. I agree with it that. It is the conditioning that I... Um, I'm entitled to a woman's uh, body, resources, time, effort. It's just a, an assumption that because this woman is mine, because she is my partner, she is my spouse. Which is what leads to the anger. I can see that. Right. So then it, in their mind, it is a justification. So because, how dare you withhold your body from me or give it to someone else or how dare you withhold your resources from me? Or how dare you withhold your time and labor from me? Because I have a right to it. Mm-hmm. So then, therefore, there's a punishment. It's It does make sense when you come from their paradigm that they have been conditioned with. On the flip side, for a woman, we've been conditioned the opposite way. When I'm partnered, when I'm a spouse... I don't to give have all a this. right mm-hmm. to my time, my labor, my mm-hmm. money, my body. So we feel guilty if mm-hmm. we say no. If we say no to intimacy. If we say no to uh, you can't have my money or I want my own but I feel super guilty. Like So it's the opposite of entitlement for a woman is that I'm not entitled to me. And for a man the conditioning is... That as long as I take care of my woman, Mm -hmm. if I take care of my property, then she owes me these things. I agree with that. Um, So it actually, like, I think the perception... So go back to the anger part. Are you saying, and and I think I'm following the track, Mm -hmm. that because they have this entitlement, Mm -hmm. that's what um, maybe ratchets up the anger, and that's... Is that what you're saying? So yes, that does inflame the anger. However, there's also... I still feel they don't know how to deal with that anger either. 
Yes. However, there's a misconception that when those men are experiencing rage or anger that it's uncontrollable. Oh, okay. But I get what you're saying now. The the thing is that the interviews and research that's been done with these men who have had moments of rage or uncontrollable anger is that it's really been fleshed out that they had plenty it. of control. There's a reason why um, they're only violent in private situations with one person. This is juicy. This is good <laughs> stuff. Uh, I know. I've really been fascinated I, I, I by I appreciate that. This. Yeah. Um, or, like, I, of course I didn't beat her on her face. <laughs> I didn't do it in some place that's going to be obvious. I was blackout drunk and couldn't control myself, but of course I didn't hit her anywhere that it was visible. And they're saying these things. Yeah. You know, well, why didn't you hit her on her face? Well, why would I do that? Because you said you were uncontrollable. <laughs> <laughs> this so, is fascinating. Yeah. So we, I think we give them a lot more leeway than we should. And I'm not at all saying, you know, kill them all. Punish them. You know, punishment, I don't think, is yeah. a very good answer. Because um, what we really want is we want everyone to get along in harmony. We want rehabilitation. We want healing. Yes. Um, it's not about, you know, this rage rampage to get rid of them all and bring everybody to justice. It's how do we stop the violence? Mm -hmm. How do we stop the problem from happening? Um, we do need to stop giving people cop out, you know, yeah. we stop signing people's bullshit checks. Um, <laughs> I think that that is happening far too often. Well, yeah. they were abused as a child or yes. they, they're an alcoholic or those. they're mentally ill or they're whatever well, the other issue too. is. It's giving them some sort of an excuse when abusiveness is a separate issue. Um, those things can be true. They can have horrible childhoods. But lots of people have horrible childhoods, but and, it doesn't always result in violence. And this is the difference, too, is that many women who experience violence don't then become perpetrators of violence. Mm -hmm. Why is it that so many men who are violent then get the cop out that they had violence done to them. If someone does violence to me, it gives me a greater level of empathy to somebody else who is experiencing violence. It doesn't cause me to lose empathy to the point that I'm hurting someone else in the same way. Yeah. So I think we really get to question some of these. There's a disconnect. Patterns of excuses. Um, they aren't all valid. So, and I'm again, not saying this in a way to um, I'm not saying this in a way to condemn men who have these violent patterns or tendencies. I'm saying this as a way to say this is what the truth is. So just take a look at we, it. Yeah. How do we find a way to the path of healing for all of us? Because the thing is, <laughs> the glaring truth is that those men who are violent, they are not happy in those relationships either. This is not like men are super happy and women yeah. are not. They're being abused. Nobody's happy in this situation. That's why familicide is on the rise. That's why these, these men are abusing um, their women to the point that they are all so miserable that he kills her, the children, and himself. Like that is, yeah. that is a whole That's new level up, of man. misery. You mm -hmm. know, that person is not happy that does that. So this is not just healing for women. This is healing for men and women. It's healing our planet. 
but we all have to be willing to be honest about the violence that is taking place. So, um, thank you for those of us who have stuck in with all of these Our three uh, rounds of, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it looks like we've got Sarah and hi, Sarah. Uh, Thanks for sticking with us. Yeah. And La is it Lawana? I think um, we can't read it because you're far away. (laughs) Um, Thank you both for being here. And um, uh, if you guys have any questions, please, um, please throw it out. I know this has been a a really heavy topic. Yeah, it is very heavy, Um, but very well worth. We we covered some really good things. mm -hmm. It was tough, but see how it's worth it in the end because you understand things a lot more. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what we can do to make a difference. So this is very Mm -hmm. educational. So you know how you can go in there and make your own difference. Mm -hmm. Just there is a lot of power in one. And then one and one going two. And yes. And there is a lot of um, power in information too. So I'll I'll, uh, quickly share a couple of books that have been instrumental for me. I would recommend two. the Macho Paradox, which I think really everybody should read, especially men. It comes from a man's perspective. And um, Why Does He Do That is another That's one. That's a really good one. That is great. Talks about um, controlling and abusive men. That was really helpful for me to see the distinction between, say, alcoholism and abuse or mental illness and abuse uh, because I had very much woven those things together. Um previous to that book so those have both been instrumental good stuff do you feel like there have been any books that have been um i i like that why does he do that one i what i liked about that one is um he he's very direct when he's Mm -hmm. talking and it is from a man's perspective and so i think it's it's that role model out there being the person to talk about um the issues from a man's perspective knowing you know how a man is right mm-hmm. and um it, it they're very digestible pieces where you go oh i've never thought about that before mm-hmm. so it gives you this you have to kind of do it in in pieces because it gives you a he gives you so it's much it's heavy and he gives you so much to think about mm-hmm. and it's crushing paradigms a lot of old stigmas and yes mm-hmm. so yeah I think that was probably my the book that that you recommended that was really the best one yeah yeah and and sometimes healing does come from addressing some really dark topics and and this is one of them it's tough um, it's dark but it's really prevalent you know like you were saying before like there are so many women that experience this around the world and it's relatively new that we've had any form of justice you know um relatively new that we've even had the conversations mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it blew my mind the other day i heard um the first uh battered women's shelter was opened in 1976 and i was like wow that's like that's like just a decade before i was born that is incredible to me it was i think in the 20s that um hitting your wife was even a crime at all. And, and then, in many countries, it's still not a crime. It's still not a crime, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We so, can feel blessed that at least there's been 
yep. some progression. I'm grateful that today I can own my own bank account. And I like, know. There's some really basic rights that um, that we have today that are relatively new. And so we get to see that, that we're, we're in this flow of coming into our own and we have all of this baggage that mm -hmm. we're working through and there's still a lot left. So, uh, but we're going to keep Work bravely to do. having we'll these do conversations in order to address those things. So, um, thanks for being here with us. Thanks for... If you have questions or comments or stories you want to share mm -hmm. too, those are always... Your experiences are very helpful. So, um, anyway, we'll go ahead and wrap up since you've probably all missed uh, the beginning <laughs> of this since so this is take three. <laughs> um... I'm Jillian Aurora, and this is Marie Wallace. We're here with Braveheart Conversations. We're here every week, every Thursday. Um, we go live in our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash Braveheart Conversations. And we are also on Podify, Podify, <laughs> Spotify, and Podbean. <laughs> that was a great combo there. That was a cool one. <laughs> That's the new one coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Potify. Potify. <laughs> um, okay, so you can find us on those platforms. And what else did I miss? Emails. Emails, yeah. So if you want to contact us with any questions or comments or suggestions, my email address is defytheaverage at gmail.com. And mine is marie at mariesgold.com. And we would love to see you all back here next week. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Step into love like you've never been hurt before Step into trust like you've never been burned before Would you just stop?